Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Hello and welcome back to this episode of Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. Today, we have a very, very special guest, Mr. Armando Sola. He is from the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast segment, and he is now the newest member of our Paddle and Fin team. So welcome aboard, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, I love your show, man. I actually had talked to Brian Schiller before I came into paddling Finn uh, when I heard about uh, Bassmaster Classic coming into Fort Worth. I was like, hey, man, if JP ever wants uh, to do a, a, a show, you know, talking about Fort Worth, because I know a lot of people are going to be interested in letting, if they're trekking, doing the trek, you know, of course, if it ever goes through. Um, so I told him, hey, man, I'd love to be on JP's show uh, if he ever wants to have me there. So awesome. I'm super happy to be here. I'm super excited to have you on the show. So you uh, you just broke you cats out the bag today. We're going to be talking about the Fort, Fort Worth and Dallas area. Um, it's actually quite uh, – I'm pretty familiar with the area. I have family and friends who live down that way. So I believe it or not, there's actually a lot to talk about uh, when going in here. But enough about talking about that. We're going to get to that later on. Let's talk about you a little bit, man. Tell us, uh, tell us what you're about. Uh, how long you've been fishing? How long you've been kayaking? What are you in? Uh, what are you in? What kind of bodies of water you're fishing? Floor is yours. Awesome. Well, I'll try to not make it too long-winded, but basically I started uh, fishing, you know, like most guys uh, or girls. You know, dad takes some fishing when you very young age. Um I lived, uh, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Ironically, I, I, my dad would take me more to freshwater fishing than we would do to um, 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 surf, you know, saltwater fishing, uh, which not a lot of people did back then. But, you know, we had a little lake close to where we lived. So my dad would take me fishing there. And it was, you know, getting, digging a hole, getting my own worms, putting them on the hook and 
just casting out, man. And uh, I immediately love uh, fishing. I my my mom and my dad still tell stories of um, them waking up, you know, on a Saturday morning, and I already be in front of the TV watching, you know, some outdoor sports channel or like Bill Dance or something like that, mm-hmm. or you know, Roland Martin. And I'll be, have my little tackle box and my and my rods, you know. Uh, next to me, I had my, you know, fishing hat just while I was watching the show. That's how much I loved it. Um, so that's how I got started into fishing. Um, both me and my dad didn't really know much about fishing, but it was just, you know, that that bonding between father and son that I really enjoyed. Um, later on, when I was about 10 years old, I think I caught my first fish um, years later. And it was ironically out of... Uh, Surfing out of the, uh, I'm sorry, not surfing, fishing out of a, out of a surf in salt water. And I caught a little, I don't know, a group or something. I can't even remember what it was, but that was my first cast that I can remember. So everything's then, man, uh, I, I love the fishing. It's always been a passion for it. Um, never really got into bass fishing until I moved here to Texas about 10 years ago. Um, and, uh, when I moved, I immediately, um, I was in awe of how, especially here in Texas, of the the, um, the bass, the quality of that bass that we have here in Texas, and also the fact that you can just cast out anywhere and find a bass. Like walking distance, and I live in the middle of a suburb, walking distance from my house, Little Creek, and I can catch a pound, maybe a two-pound bass, you know, just from there behind um, about two miles away, there's a Walmart, and behind that Walmart, there's a little creek called Bird Creek, and I caught four or five pound bass out of that little creek that goes underneath two major highways. So, <laughs> I mean, we really are spoiled uh, when it comes to bass fishing in Texas. And, uh, you know, as soon as I moved here, I fell in love with bass fishing. A buddy of mine uh, got me into it, got me into kayak fishing. The first time I went bass fishing here in, in Dallas and in Fort Worth was on a kayak. Um, never done it. I've been on kayaks. Um, I've always living from an island. You know, I've always been um, in love with water sports, uh, surfing, um, uh, swimming, um, fishing. Everything to me revolves around uh, water sports. So that's to me came natural to to do kayak fishing. Well, it came natural in the sense that. I immediately love it. You know, I didn't have a doubt as soon as I got on the kayak. You know, the idea of kayak fishing, oh, yeah, I'm going to love this. Um, and truth to it, I did bought my first Ascend kayak, uh, I think, from Bass Pro Shop, Ascend 12T, about, uh, about three years ago. And about a year later, I immediately sold it and got the Hobie Outback, which um, I love. Um, that's what I'm fishing out of. And, man, ever since then, it's... Just fell in love with, uh, you know, fishing in general out of a kayak, but mostly bass fishing. Awesome. Do you got a uh, PB bass you want to talk about? I got my PB pre-fishing for a tournament up in, ironically enough, Ray Roberts, where the Bass Master is going to be. I was super proud of that one because I, I started, uh, I went pre-fishing for a tournament, up, as always, at least for me, pre-fishing great, tournament day, awful. <laughs> but... I started going into uh, fishing um, out of grass. Um, I started doing a Texas rig, ribbon, uh, a ribbon worm, Texas rig, and I, you know, fluttering it through um, through grass fields. 
and I caught, you know, a decent amount and all, you know, quality, 15, 17. But it's summer, and as the day got hotter, I had to go look for deeper fish, deeper fish. And I went into a cove that had a deep ledge, and I used the – I switched to a jackhammer, the one-and-a-quarter-ounce jackhammer, the black and blue. Okay. Uh, and I think about the second or third cast got my PB. It must have been about 17, 20 feet depth, um, and it was uh, – 22 and a quarter, if I remember. Yeah, 22 and a quarter bass, inch bass. Um, so that was my personal best. Uh, it's funny because he was blind from one eye, and he didn't put up much of a fight. I figured this bass not going to last. He had a really nasty infection on one side of his face. So I'm thinking this bass is not going to live <laughs> by the time <laughs> tournament day rolls around, which is going to be two weeks from that day. Um, so I don't, I was surprised when I finally pulled it because pull it up to the boat because he didn't even put up much of a fight. So, of course, some at one point I thought, eh, maybe it's going to be like a 15 inch bass or something. So, but, anyways, I was really proud of it. Um, I've struggled with deep ledge fishing, but when you live in Texas, that's you have to learn adapt to it because you know, water temperatures will get to 90 degrees here quickly. Um, so during the course of the day they'll get deep oh yeah you know and a lot of your you know it, you guys have a very uh diverse um lake and river system yep. you know you have a lot of natural lakes in texas but you also have a big majority of your lakes are man-made reservoirs well, we actually have one natural lake, which is Cotto Lake, and it's in the uh, border between Louisiana and Texas. That's our only natural lake. Everything okay. else is um, is reservoirs. But you're right. There is a lot of diversity. Some of the lakes um, in the Fort Worth area, uh, you know, in the city are just rocks, um, just rocks. And then when you move either east or west out of the city, then you see lakes with more grass. Yeah. And the... The familiarity I have with Texas and fishing is uh, Lake Texoma, which yes, that's is, a great lake. Uh, you know, which I never, you know, un not until I went there, I realized that just kind of the same way how like in the South, uh, it is a it is a man-made lake that's coming off the Red River there, yep. and what a huge lake that is, and the the yep. diversity of fish. I, you know, one of the things when I go back down there and go to fish there, uh, not only for largemouth, but the striper on that yep. lake are that I've seen pictures of just giants getting pulled out of there. So, you know, not only do you have giant largemouth, giant stripers, I've seen in some of the river systems down there too, some big old smallies come out of Texas. Yep. That's a uh, so, you know, like they say, everything's bigger down in Texas. So, yeah, I can't wait to get back down there again. Um, fortunately, you guys are on our, uh, just like Wisconsin, uh, you guys are on our uh, don't travel or, or travel band policy yeah. for Chicago. So it's, uh, uh, I could do a whole podcast about why, uh you know, what my thoughts are on it, but we're going to say that for another time. <laughs> that's another, another rabbit hole, right? <laughs> oh, that's uh, – to those fishing in lacrosse this weekend, good luck to you because uh, 
I unfortunately cannot make it up there with you guys. <laughs> but um, you know what? That's neither here nor there. We're talking about Dallas and Fort Worth. So let's dive right into it, man. So, in fishing around there, um, you know, like I said, I'm familiar with Texoma driving back, you know, back and forth. I have one other lake that I've also been to that I'm familiar with, and that's uh. That's Canyon Lake. That's between uh, Austin and, and Dallas. Yeah. Yep. Those are the two lakes that I've been to that I'm familiar with. But it's your floor, man. Tell us if we're coming down there, where are we going to fish, and where are we going to watch the Bassmasters? <laughs> I mean, Bassmasters is going to be in Ray Roberts. Ray Roberts is um, has a little bit of everything. Um, you know. Down closer to the to the dam, its water is a little bit more clear, and it's mostly rocky. If you go further up uh, north, um, you're gonna see a lot of grass. But that's the beauty about that lake. Um, and like a lot of lakes in um, in Texas, it's flooded area, so you're gonna see a lot of flooded timbers, um, especially on if you're looking from above from a map, you know, from a satellite. Or bird's eye um, point of view, um, the right side of the lake, uh, which would be, uh, I'm trying to make sure I got, I think it's, think it's going to be the east side of the lake. It's all flooded timber. Um, if okay. you're fishing out of a kayak, and I know most of our listeners, we cater to the kayak fishing community, that's a great spot. Mm, there, because there's a lot of areas where their boats just don't don't want to mess with. Uh, you know, they don't want to deal with the whole submerged um, timber and all that. So there's a lot of spots on the east side of that lake um, towards the north part of the lake that are great uh, with flooded, uh, because it has a lot of flooded timber and a lot of grass. Um, and it's 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 a beautiful lake. It's a great lake. There's not a lot of boathouses for those that, like myself, I love um, skipping senkos under those boathouses. But um, that one, Ray Roberts does not have very much um, boathouse. I don't think it, any. I don't think any property um, is adjacent to the lake or has access to the lake. There are, I think, two marinas. And um, speaking of which, on that tournament date, the, uh, the tournament that was uh, pre-fishing, uh, the biggest bass was twenty through twenty. I think twenty-three and three-quarter inch bass. Um, and the guy got it flipping senkos or skipping senkos underneath the marina. But I think there's only two marinas. But it's a great lake. Other than not having, you know, um, boathouses and all that, it's uh, it's very diverse. A lot of grass, a lot of um, hard terrain or bottom terrain. Um, but there's a lot of other great lakes for people that might, you know, if you're coming down to... Um, the Fort area for their tournament, um, and you want to look for another lake that's similar to it. I think Grapevine is an underrated lake that is right in between Dallas and Fort Worth. The way, for those that don't know, the way Dallas and Fort Worth are set up is Dallas is on the east side, Fort Worth is on the west side, um, and those are the two major cities. And in between is what we call the Metroplex. Um, okay. And most and most of the lakes that you're going to see around the Metroplex is just going to be. Um, hard bottom, you know, uh, red clay um, lakes. Uh, Grapevine is underrated. A lot of people don't like it. I've caught what would have been, I think, my personal best if I had uh, 
um, a ruler, a hawk drop, because that thing, I'm sure I couldn't even fit uh, frame it on on the on myself when I caught it. I got it on my Instagram. That thing <laughs> must have been about I it must have been about 24 inches. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Um, but it's a great lake. It has holds a big bass. And other than that, Joe Pool Lake, which is right in downtown Dallas, um, another underrated lake. Arlington Lake is filthy. Um, I wouldn't recommend going over there, but it does hold a lot of um, a lot of bass, even though it's a small lake, and it does and it holds quality bass too. So there's a lot of lakes um, in and around uh, Dallas Fort Worth area. I mean, there's countless of them. There's Lake Worth, which is very similar to, um, I would say, to Ray Roberts in the sense that it does have grassy areas and it does have hard bottom areas. Um, there's also, what's the other lake I'm trying to think of? Uh, oh, Lake Whitney. Lake Whitney is one of my favorite okay. lakes. Beautiful lake, uh, a lot like Texoma. It's okay. all like white stone. And so the water is very clear. Um, there's no grass on that area. Um, and not, well, there's some areas where it has a lot of uh, uh, boat houses, uh, but awesome lake as well. Great for striper and smallmouth fishing. I think the top three or four, um, smallmouth state records come from Lake Whitney. Nice. So, yeah, as you're talking about them, I'm actually on Google Maps right now looking at all these, looking at um, all the lakes you have described. And what's crazy about Lake Ray Roberts is how many creeks flow, especially from the east, flow into this lake. And right now, you know, and I know here in the Midwest, when we're fish, is our summertime patterns are pretty similar to yours. In the morning, you're going to be shallow, going top water, or you know, somewhat to a shallow bite. And then once that heat kicks it, then we're looking for deep ledges. But one of the main things about fishing, uh, you know, when that heat comes in, is finding creek channels that mm-hmm. run through. The creek channels that run through this lake are immense it is crazy to see it i I just look at this one little section i got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten twelve different creeks twelve different creeks that flow right into that east side of of lake ray roberts Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's awesome to have that's a that's a big tree now I, i meant to ask you and i'm not sure just because i'm looking at the map but what is the lake that is, I want to say, I'm thinking it's Ray, um, uh, Ray Hubbard, but I could be wrong. That's is that Houston. Ray Hubbard? That's in Houston. Okay. The one that's on 30 in front of the Bass Pro Shop, or where Bass Pro Shop's on in Dallas. Oh, that's Grapevine. Uh, that's you're great. talking North of, uh, I'm looking at it, north of DFW Airport, you're saying, right? Right above north on the northwest of dfw airport uh yeah slightly it, uh you're like raw that and sunny 
Rawlett and Sunnyvale are to the uh, west. And oh, no, no, no. You mean El Ho. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you mean, uh, let me look at it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, uh, um, I forgot the name of that lake. Hubbard. Ray uh, Hubbard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, Ray Hubbard. Yes, Ray Hubbard doesn't have, um, it doesn't, honestly, I haven't fished it just because it's really not, if you talk to Texans, I'm sure somebody has caught a nice limit over there, but for the most part, um, it's not classified as a great largemouth or bass fishing lake. Um, it's a very recreational lake, uh, as you can tell, especially where you see the Bass Pro kind of peninsula there. Yeah. Of a better term. Um, it, it's very recreational lake. I mean, you get a lot of, it's very nice, a beautiful lake. It's a very high end area of the city. So you get a lot of recreational borders and, um, okay. Friends that I've talked to that I said, hey, you want to hit up Hubbard? And they're like, Ray Hubbard is the name of it. Um, they're like, no, man, too many recreational boats, not enough uh, bass. I, but I, and honestly, I haven't even um, fished for it. I, I haven't even gone fish on it just because of that same reason. Uh, but, yeah, it's not. I, it could be in a very underrated uh, lake from what I've. From, from you know, for all I know, but um, yeah, it doesn't have the reputation for being a great bass lake here in Texas. Okay, but a great bass lake that everyone knows of. Oh yeah, which is an hour, just an hour east of you guys is Lake Fork. Yes, that's my lake. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's I, I've seen over the years, man. I've seen some some brutes pull out of that lake. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Uh, prior to COVID, I you know I had plans on going out that way um this year, but again, you know, things got things took a turn for the way they wanted to go. So doesn't uh you know we can try to fit in some other point in time when I'm back down there. I was, however, fortunate enough to go to Austin and uh, go to um, Lady Bird Lake. Which was an interesting experience. There Which lady is that? Ladybird. Ladybird. I haven't fished on that one. Lots of kayak fishermen on that lake while we were out there. It was it was nice to see. And it's literally you're right in the middle of downtown Austin. Yeah. And it, to see to see that. It was you could tell it was spawn time, because uh, we went in January. So it was just schools of um, fries, you know, male, you know, average size males just kind of swimming and patrolling around, but crystal clear water. It, it was a very nice, uh, it was a very nice lake to go around on. Just for, we had some time to kill and we were able to uh, get down there and, uh, and work on that. That was yeah. cool. I do want to apologize. I said um, Sam Braben was from the Houston area. I say Houston because it's closer to Houston than it is, but yeah. it's actually not. So I apologize. Um, Sam Rayburn is not in the – it's closer, but it's still a couple hours drive. So Sam Rayburn is it's a famous lake. So I want to clarify mm -hmm. that. I don't want to misinform uh, um, our listeners. Sam Rayburn is more in the um, um, – kind of like for Texas, kind of like no man's land. It's almost uh, all the way to Louisiana. 
um, it's a far east lake, but yeah, closest town over there is Lufkin. I'm just looking at it right now. Um, Rockland, Jasper. Um, mm -hmm. So I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, the Sam Rayburn is um, um, a little bit further um, northeast of, of Houston. And while, while we're on the topics of bodies of water, uh, just out of curiosity, have you ever had the pleasure of going to Devil's River? No, I really want to do that, man. It's, it's, oh, it's man, on my that, bucket list. That's a bucket list right there. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's trying to get – here's the thing about it. I don't have – like uh, we were talking off here. I don't have a lot of friends that do kayak fishing, like as passionate as I am. Like I have a friend of mine that um, – got me into kayak fishing, but he didn't have kids by it. Now he has kids. Um, so he got it. He got a boat, you know, so he could take the kids with him and all that. So um, other than that, man, I really don't have buddies that love to go kayak fishing. Yeah, they'll go every once in a while. Um, but Devil's River is definitely on my bucket list. You know, I just need to hook up with uh, a group that, that wants to do that. Because Devil's River could be a little bit dangerous. It's right in the border of... Um, uh, Mexico and uh, Texas, a lot of landowners over there packing, and they don't, they really oh, yeah. don't want you close to the land. It's kind of tricky when you're camping. You got to camp in those little inlets that are in between properties or, you know, in between borders between you and between Mexico, I'm sorry, and the United States. So it's, it's one of those things where you really shouldn't go by yourself. You really want to go with somebody that knows the place. So that's been my struggle trying to, you know, get a group. But yeah, man, uh, Devil's River and the lake that R Devil's River feeds, um, Lake Amistad. Whew. I mean, people talk about Lake Fork as, you know, as the pride and joy of Texas. And it is. I, I, I love Lake Fork, man. I, that's my lake. I, every time I get a chance to go to Lake Fork, I'll get up 4 a.m., two-hour drive for me. I don't mind it at all, man. That's great lake. You, I mean... What can you say about Lake Fork? However, Amistad, I think, is just un massively underrated. M massively underrated. Lake Amistad holds huge, huge baths and a lot of them. Um, yeah. And that's a lake that, and honestly, I'm not helping in that matter, but I wish it kind of stays that way. <laughs> um, kind of like a hidden gem. And I know me talking about it doesn't help that, but it's, yeah, it's a great lake. And the Devil's River is pretty cool, man. Yeah. Like I, I, like you and me agree both. That's a bucket list. And for anyone who's listening, just just go ahead and Google images of Devil's River. It is, it is turquoise water with with mountains and foothills that just surround it. It's a, it's actually a tributary that that runs off the Rio Grande, and it's yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. It's God's country out there, man. Even though it's the Devil's River, it's God's country. <laughs> <laughs> it is um and um i think the for those that are interested in going i think the nearest airport and it's more of a seasonal uh flights that go into that is um del rio texas i think it's a small little airport um that you can fly into i know i work at the airport so i know we have regional flights there for um uh again probably not now because of the whole COVID, but they do have it um when you know, when a lot of get a lot of, of um, people on vacation, they'll add that. I remember in winter, I used to uh, I used to work at a department which we would um, help out uh, people. Uh, we would 
um, anticipate flights coming in late. So we will have those passengers that were coming into Texas or into Dallas and flying, let's say, Chicago. And we, if the flight was coming in late, we'll get them rebooked on the next flight. So by the time they arrive in Dallas, Texas, we already had them on another flight and then avoid having to go through all that line. And one of the flights we had was Del Rio, Texas. It's funny because in winter, was, I would look up the flights and they say, uh, uh, flight delayed. I'm like, okay, why well, is it, you know, you get make the calls to, well, your flight's delayed because I need to know, you know, how we handle it. says, well, we're waiting for the icing. The icing in Texas? <laughs> like, and I mean, I've had it, but like in the real Texas, you're waiting for the icing, Eddie. It oh, gets yeah. cold down over there. And oh, the yeah. thing about it is, it doesn't happen that often. So they don't have a de icing equipment for those planes that get, uh, you know, get a lot of, um, a snow or ice on them overnight. So, uh, and again, this is in winter. So the way they de-ice is just move the plane to where they get a lot of sun and wait for the sun to melt out the ice and then the flight. So it's really, <laughs> it's interesting. The first time I heard that it was um, last winter and I'm like, really? We <laughs> it's a beautiful area, Del Rio, Texas in a great um, di um, biodiversity that we have over there. Very different than any part of Texas. For sure. Um... You know, and that that's just it, you know. Uh, Texas is very, uh, you know, you could go from one landscape to another within, you know, within a matter of an hour or two. Yeah. And it's cr crazy, but it, it's, that's what makes it so unique, you know. Um, so I think our listeners have a pretty good idea about what to fish and uh you know when you're coming down there now there's two things that i, I want to discuss you know because going to that going to uh dallas fort worth uh there it, it's a very interesting area so we'll get to the restaurant before we do that let's let's kind of circle back to bass masters now next year uh because you know we're just going to be just north of Dallas. Um, let's talk about fishing. And, or I'm sorry, not necessarily fishing, but where, where to go, what to do, what to stay when you're on Ray Roberts. Um, you're local to the area, so I know there's I know there's guys who are probably going to be down there uh, going to that event. What are some recommendations that you'd have if you were looking uh, for area attractions around just uh, the Ray Roberts area? Um, Ray Roberts. Uh, so Ray Roberts, it's an hour away from Fort Worth. Now I know Bass is um, Bass Masters is kind of like uh, saying it's going to be in Fort Worth. Ray Roberts. For those that think that Ray Roberts is in Fort Worth, it is actually not. It is actually a, an hour drive north of Fort Worth. Um, I'm assuming Fort Worth is where they're going to have the exhibitions and, you know, and all the, uh, everything that's, you know, that comes with, you know, kind of like ICAST, you know, all the vendors and all that. Um, because Ray Roberts is really not much there other than just Ray Roberts. So I'm assuming, and again, I'm trying to look here on the website and you can tell me more if you can find it, but I'm assuming it's, uh, Ray Roberts, it's going to be, I mean, Fort Worth is going to be the home base for that lake. And that's where they're going to have, uh, or for that tournament, and that's where they're going to have all the um, the activities. And if it's in Fort Worth, then um, I can tell you a lot about Fort Worth. That's where I live. Um, 
Fort Worth is a very, um, it's a great city. It's a small city. And it really, they really try to keep it like really Western. Like if you go to downtown, mm -hmm. historic downtown Fort Worth, you'll see people dress up as in cowboys. And not because they, they, they're dressed up like Halloween. It's actually, that's how they dressed up every day. <laughs> you know, you're having their boots, you have, you see their, you know, their plaid shirts, you see them, um, they have, they have a nice roadie over there. So if you, if you want to immerse yourself in the Texas culture, I mean, Fort Worth is, is classic for that. Um, they have a rodeo right there. Um, and uh, I would love to tell you what times they have the rodeos in the show, but honestly, I think Right now, it'd probably be a waste of time because you know we, we don't know what's going to happen with the COVID nineteen. Uh, Everything's on hold over there. So uh, it's as far as uh, scheduling for entertainment, you're probably going to have to wait a little bit closer to to the time where the actual um, events are going to be taking place. But they do have a rodeo goat. Assuming they're going to be that rodeo goat, I'm, uh, they do have a rodeo show every every day. I think. Assuming if they're open back then, you can check out, see um, uh, Cast the Rodeo show. It's more like an exhibition. It's not like, uh, you know, the extreme bull riding or whatever they call it now. Um, uh, professional PBR. PBR, exactly. It's not like the PBR, although they might have a PBR at that uh, venue uh, during that time. But it's mostly um, exhibition. But it's still a great time. Um, that's one place where you can take your family. I know it's going to be a lot of... Um, anglers coming with their kids both in the kayak scene and the boat uh bass boat scene so that's a great place to take your kids especially if you're not used to the whole texans culture that's a great place to start um for you know couples that are going to leave their kids uh, a hotel with their nannies or single or younger couples don't have kids looking to have a good time there's billy bob's billy bob is a huge uh oh. nightclub over there that is just straight up um um, in line, um, dancing and Texas and country music. Yep. I love the place. I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of, uh, country music or the whole inline dancing, just because it's not my background. You know, I came from Puerto Rico. You can talk about salsa dancing and Latin music all you want, but even I enjoy going to Billy Bob's. I enjoy the experience. The people that you see are really locals, you know, and that's one thing. Dallas is very, cosmopolitan city um you know people with their martini drinks and you know and yeah <laughs> you know their dresses their suits uh -huh. the guys well you go to billy bob's his jeans uh trucker hats um midway usa brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high quality technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices if you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com uh, um, Cowboy boots, you know, it's, it's really toned down. Um, oh, yeah western style area um and i love it um the music is great the ambient is great uh everybody's there to have a good time um the quality they always have like um, live music um and it's 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 just great man it's just a great atmosphere that's in historic fort worth they also have and again this is going to be 
whoever we are at that point with the whole pandemic, but they also have the, um, forgot what they call it, but where they just move the cows from one side to another. So you'll see this um, just stampede of, you know, cows going right through the heart of the city and they're moving it from one place to another. So they'll have everyone, you know, they'll have the cowboys, just, you know, traditional cowboys just um, moving the herd. And it's very impressive because they have those big Texas longhorns. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you've heard of it, but until you actually see an actual Texas longhorn, those things are amazing. So oh, yeah. you see like 20 or 30 of them just coming down Main Street, you know, with the cowboys and bringing them to their stable and then moving them later on during the day. It's pretty impressive. I love it. Um, I actually have a neighbor of mine that has like those big, that big longhorn that's about a wingspan of six feet across from one point to the other. And he has it in his front yard like he's a chihuahua or something. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's a live bull. (laughs) One of my favorite movies is uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. And, you know, and just like the saying goes, um, you know, for what you're calling them, there's only two things that come for Texas. Uh, Steers and the... uh, for those who are listening and you know full of correct stuff no offense to anybody but steers queers and yeah. use some <laughs> um but so yeah no steer i mean those steers are crazy yeah when you actually see a steer for your first time you know it people don't realize oh that's a cow you know when did cows all of a sudden grow horns like that yeah <laughs> um so yeah, no, and you know, I when we were talking earlier, I, I told you I had a friend who lived down in Burleson. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It, Burleson is just literally there's a train track that separates Fort Worth from the town of Burleson. Once you cross the train track, you're one or the other, right down I-35, and um, it. Fort Worth kind of has the same setup for a lot of what those towns around the Burleson Hearst. Um, they're all they have the uh, the town square in which um, that was the stockyard. That and you know back in the day, those stockyard is where all the trading would go. That's where money. That's where money was made because uh, cattle. The cattle drive was the was the push during the 20th century back then so and what i what i love most about those those areas and you had mentioned it you you never lost the tradition i mean the tradition of what the old west was is still there in those towns the um you had also mentioned billy bobs and for those who are listening you may or may not know anyone who Gone their star country music has come through Billy Bob's. Yep. Billy Bob is a staple in the country music uh, scene, and you know, it, it's uh, it is a good time there. <laughs> it is. So, it's a great place. While we're, there, while we're there, let's talk about uh, I, if you can give me three of your favorite restaurants in the Fort Worth area. Man, in the fourth area, um, and again, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna broaden the term of Fort Worth area, just because I think there's a lot of other great places. 
Um, sure. Downtown Fort Worth, there are a couple. Um, uh, people are going to automatically say Risky's uh, Barbecue. Not a fan of it. I don't think, and I'm sorry for Risky's, but I'm not going to say Risky's just because I don't think they represent the good Texas barbecue. Um, if you want good Texas barbecue, there's uh, other places. And you, if you come to Texas, you have to taste good Texas barbecue. And there's a lot of better place uh, where you can find, but you might want to broaden or your horizon, meaning uh, you know, drive a little bit further than just Fort Worth. Um, and for those, I'll give you my top. First of all, in Dallas, Fort Worth, there's an area called uh, Bishop Arts. If I no, you know what? It's not Bishop Arts. Deep Ellum. Deep Ellum has one of the best barbecue restaurants called Pecan Lodge. I absolutely, it's one of my favorite barbecue restaurants. <laughs> and keep in mind, barbecue in Texas is very different from Kansas City, oh, yeah. Louisiana, or St. Louis style barbecue. This is more beef. You, you do get, you know, your pulled pork and your pork, mm -hmm. um, pork ribs, and they're really good too. But their staple, you know, we judge a good barbecue place here by their brisket. You have a good yep. brisket, and you have a good barbecue place. And I think Pecan Lodge is, to me, one of the best in the Dallas Forward area. You've heard of Franklin's down in Austin. If you, for those that want to drive down to Austin, there is probably the best barbecue in Texas. It's called Franklin's. Let me tell you mm -hmm. about Franklin's. You, if you know, if you want to have choices to go to when you're going to order in Franklin's, you have to get a little. Um, chair, you know, be chair, your little table, camp out at 5 a.m. <laughs> You'll probably be between the first 10 that are online if you get there by 5 a.m. Place doesn't open till 11. At 10 o'clock, somebody's going to walk out with a list and they'll go one by one. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Um, and as they go along, they'll be telling, you know, if you're number 30 or 40 on the list, oh, yeah, by, by the time we get to you, we probably won't have this. We probably have that. That's how good Franklin's is. Now, Franklin's is, again, it's in Austin. That is um, about almost a three-hour drive from Fort Worth. But that's another barbecue place. But if you're planning on staying just in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you got to try Pecan Lodge. That's a great place. Uh, that's in Deep Ellum. Deep Ellum has a great restaurant scene. Fort Worth, I'm, I'm not thrilled with the restaurant scene in Fort Worth. There are a few outliners out there, you know. But to me, the best restaurants are uh, Pecan Lodge in Deep Ellum. There's another, um, another great barbecue restaurant called Lockhart's. And Lockhart's, what I love is you order by the pound. And it's kind of like a cafeteria style. You order and then you keep going through the line until they call your name and they're going to serve the food wrapped up in, uh, in, in not in a bag. How do you call this? Like in uh, wood paper. I forgot the name of it. It's wrapped up in paper, like uh, wax paper. Okay. You know? And um, so that's how they serve you the food. You order it and you don't get a plate. You get <laughs> a bulk of meat wrapped up in wax paper. And then you unwrap it on your table and you eat. And it's, I think, also the best, uh, one of the best barbecue places. Other than that, I mean, it's, it depends on what you want to eat here in Texas. Texas is known for their, um, for their uh, Tex-Mex restaurants. And yeah. I'm not, a, I, I don't go to big chain restaurants. 
I, I just don't. I don't like big chain restaurants. There are a few outlines out of there, but um, I would go to any Tex-Mex restaurant. Um, you can, you know, you can Yelp it or Google it and find good ones. Um, some of the best are in Addison. In Addison, it's going to be like an hour. I would drive from Fort Worth. That's where all the big restaurants, the, the very high-end, nice restaurants um, are. Uh, most of them are going to be in Addison. Um, great steakhouses in Addison. Um, other than that, I mean, it just depends what you like. Um, I would definitely say go to Pecan Lodge. If you're looking for Texas barbecue, go to Lockhart's. Um, if you can't make it to Pecan Lodge. And then other than that, there's uh, there's just a lot of great Tex-Mex places. Um, and honestly, the food quality as far as Tex-Mex barbecue is so great in Texas. You don't have to go to a, to a big chain restaurant. Just stay local and you find the best food. Also, um, Texas is famous for having their breakfast brunch restaurants, which means a restaurant that opens at 5, 6 a.m. and closes at 2 o'clock. Yes. You see a lot of those here in Texas, everywhere. Um, closest to Fort Worth, I'll say my favorite one is Old West Cafe. Old West Cafe, you can be there for an hour, hour, 30 minutes waiting for a table if, you, if you're not there by 8 a.m. Um, okay. But it's a great brunch place, and they have a few close to Fort Worth. Uh, one is in, well, if you're not familiar with it, it doesn't matter, but one is in Grapevine, and the other one is in Bedford. Wow. So Old West Cafe is another great brunch. And again, keep in mind, they do close at 2 o'clock. They're, they're most busy from 8 to 8 a.m. to around 11 a.m. Got to get it, man. Oh, well, Frisco's. I'm gonna... I forgot Frisco's. I got, I got to mention Frisco's. That's a steakhouse. <laughs> That's a famous steakhouse here in Texas, Frisco. Go try that one, too. Expensive, but it's a great restaurant. Cool. Well, I'm going to challenge you because... I think there's a place. If you like Franklin's, I'm going to challenge you to one uh, that in is Austin? in Dallas, which is also in Austin. I know which Terry Black's barbecue. Which one? Terry Black. Ah, Terry, Terry Black's, Black. yes. Man, Terry Black's is very good. I've had both locations. I've had it in Dallas and I've had it in Austin. And the consistency is it's right there. Nothing, nothing's changed between both restaurants. Which is really, really awesome. Um, yeah, I, and you were you were talking about the uh, Tex-Mex chain restaurants. You know, the, yes, there's chain restaurants with them. You know, Chewy's. But one of my favorites, though, when I'm down there, we don't get it here in Illinois. So I'll go when I'm in Texas. Is um, is uh, what do you call that? Um, Torchies. Torchies, yes. Torchies, yeah. We don't have that. Some of the best restaurants in, in Texas come from Austin as well. Austin, Austin, I'll give it to Austin. Now, now Austin is the least Texan city you'll find in Texas. <laughs> it feels like Southern California. It really does. It doesn't feel Texan at all. And it's ironic because it's the capital of Texas. But right. it really is a college town. That's where the University of uh, Texas is. It's in Austin. Um, okay. So... The people that you yeah. get around there, it's just a really young crowd that not all of them, quite frankly, maybe a few of them, are even from Texas. You get a lot of people from other parts. So Austin, the, uh, the food truck scene in Austin, I'll put it up against any city in, in, in America. <laughs> food truck scene in Austin is amazing. 
<clears throat> cool, man. Well, like I said, have you now? You said you did have Terry Black, so you, you you'd hang on to that one, though, right? Can, yeah, can no, Terry right? Blacks, and um, I think what's the name of it? Hard Eights is another one. Okay, they have another one in Austin that I forgot its name. Austin has a lot of great barbecue places, um, but yeah, Franklin's um, and the the one you mentioned. I'm sorry, Terry's. Yeah, that's another one. Um, I have to give a shout out to Rodeo Gold. If you're looking for a great burger place. Check out Godio Road. They have a location in Fort Worth. They have a location in Dallas, uh, downtown Dallas as well. That is my favorite uh, burger joint, Rodeo Goat. They really do have like they have like the all American, all American type burgers, but they also have this very kind of like outside the box kind of like mentality stuff you never figured to put in a burger, but it's amazing, high quality. Um, meat, uh, I love it. Uh, so rodeo goat. If you're looking for a good burger, and when you come to Texas, you have to have a burger. We, oh, yeah. we pride ourselves with beef, you know. Um, <laughs> another Texan staple, but I think you have it in Chicago is um, Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, I've seen it outside yeah. of Texas. That's pretty cool too, and a good price. Texas Roadhouse is a very great price when it comes to to steak. So if you're trying not to spend too much, you're taking your family, maybe you have a family of five, and you don't want to spend too much. But yet you still want to have a decent steak, check out Rodeo House. Nice. Um, so Roadhouse. with any good food, any good food comes good beer. Oh man. And I yes. know, I know there's a I know there's a few, uh, I know there's quite a few uh, breweries that are within the Dallas Fort Worth area. So would you care to elaborate on some that you like personally? And what yes, I mean. I'm a big, you know, you know, my segment here is Bass Kayak and Beers. And three beers. Things, three things that we all agree on, regardless of race, nationality, uh, political views, we can all agree on bass, on kayak, and beers. So that's what I love. <laughs> so I'm really proud of Texas. When I moved to Texas 10 years ago, the, the microbrewery um, scene was very stale. I mean, I love, I used to go a lot to Colorado for snowboarding, um, and I was always impressed with Colorado and the microbrewery um, scene. I mean, Colorado to me is uh, the staple when it comes to that. You see a lot of microbreweries everywhere. So in the last 10 years, we've seen a boom in uh, microbreweries, and I mean, there are amazing microbreweries around here. You got, of course, you got Shiner, which is one of my favorite beers, Shiner, Shiner Texas. Great beer. That's that. Hands down, Shiner Bach will always be my. It's either give me a Shiner Bach or give me a Bush Latte. Yeah. One or the other. Shiner Box is great. Um, there is a couple of, that I popped here in Fort Worth and I forgot the name of one of them. They make a great milk stout. Oh my God, I forgot the name of it. Uh, I know the name of the beer is called Black Matter. But I forgot the name of the brewery. But anyways, Hopworks is one that just started here. And I actually just sent the this. Um, let me look it up real quick. Because I actually shared that with Sam Jones the other day. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. Um, well, while I find it. Uh, Dip Ellum uh, Brewery okay. is also a great brewery. Um, I love that brewery. Um, they uh, they're in Deep Ellum, Texas, which is in in pretty much downtown Dallas. 
um, their blonde ale is great. So uh, definitely you should try that. If you like ale beers, Deep Ellen Blonde is a great beer. Um, they have, I'm looking for, let me find the name real quick. And I should have had and should have had that one already. I'm trying to look for uh, the one I sent to Sam Jones. Um, uh, uh, anyways, Hopworks is the other one. Hopworks okay. makes an amazing milk stout. Um, you know, for those that don't know, stout beer is kind of like in the line of Guinness. Um, I the the beer is um, is with um, aged coconut. Oh, and nice. I, at first, when I saw it, I'm like, eh. But every time I do my basket and beer segment, I try to bring a different beer, and then if I would like it, we'll talk about it on the show. And I thought I reluctantly bought that one. So I love stout beers, but I was like, yeah, milk coconut stout? I don't know about that. But it's a milk coconut stout that is aged in whiskey barrels. Oh, my God. That is the best stout beer that I've ever had. <laughs> I'm not promoted by them. I'm not pro-stout. I wish I was. Told I, and I have reached out to them <laughs> about that. <laughs> but Hopworks is an amazing beer. Uh, they also have uh, the Feisty Red Hair, I think it is. And that's more like a, like a side, like a hard cider type beer, but it's also a great beer. Um, and they make a blonde ale as well. That's two of my favorite ones, Deep Ellum, Hopworks, Shiner. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that I like. Um, I like the old school, um, I forgot, uh, Lone Star beer. They yeah. have a great lager. Um, if you never tried Lone Star, um, they have a great lager um, beer. I think that's the only one they really do really well. But those are the breweries that I would suggest. Uh, oh, also uh, Revolver. They have a great, um, uh, what's the name of it? It's a honey. Man, I should have run that down. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Armando, is, are they the ones who have the, uh, the beer can that has, I think it's called Four Bullets. And it has like the um, it has like the old car game on the can, right? It has two um, two revolvers pointing upwards, opposites of themselves. Yep. Um, and I want to get that name right uh, because they have a what is it, honey? They have a great beer that I love. It's one of my favorite beers. I mean, I'm trying to find out it. Raw Sun, that's another great beer. Okay, Blood and Honey is the one for revol uh, Revolver. So if that's another great beer. Um, and again, it's there from Granberry. I actually have a tournament on Granberry uh, on September. But it's, uh, it's a wheat beer. I'm not a big fan of wheat beers, but that one I love. It's called Blood and Honey. And again, the it's Revolver Brewing. And Raw and Sons. Raw, I think, R-O-H-R-S. And Sons, kind of like Paddle and Finn with Raw and <laughs> yeah, Sons. Right? Um, they also have a, the Ugly Pug. That's also a great beer that I like. Nice. So there's a lot of them, man. Well, with uh, with beer, you must come with whiskey. Do you guys have uh, do you have any notable distilleries down in your area? Uh, we do. The, the biggest one is um texas whiskey i forgot the name of it i honestly um 
I don't, I've tried it. It's really good, but there's, there's other ones better. I actually have a bottle of it. Um, can you give me a minute while I get it? Can we edit this? Yeah, I don't want to. Put, I don't want to put uh, pull a what do we call it? Uh, a Ryan Milford. I'm not a Ryan Milford. Milford. I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, give me one second. All right. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Okay. All right. I actually, I'll, 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 I have <laughs> so, to refill myself. Oh yeah. You, so I know people are gonna say, "Oh, he pulled the uh, Ryan Belford," but no, I, I really was looking for it, but I couldn't find it. I not that I couldn't find it. We actually ran out of it. I thought we still have one. It's actually a bottle of tequila that we have there. But yeah, the the one that's more popular here it's the Tex. Um, it's um, it's just a Texas whiskey. Trying to see if they have a different name of it, but we really don't. It's just Texas whiskey. That's the most popular one. Um, Firestone. There we go. Fire and oh, Firestone. Firestone and Roberts Distillery. That's the one. Okay. And I say Texas whiskey because it just has big, big TX on the front. That's probably mm -hmm. my favorite one here um, out of Texas. Um, but again, Texas is not very well known for the bourbon. You probably find better bourbon um, like. Other areas, but uh, Kentucky is the Kentucky's king, man. Yeah, I know. But I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I love Texas, but good. It's crazy good. though, <laughs> because especially, I mean, all over. Not only do you have microbreweries popping up, but micro distilleries. Kentucky just isn't holding crown anymore on being uh on being king of you know distilling whiskey and bourbons anymore. It's all over the country now. Yeah. You know, it's it's nice to see because there's there's especially like I have one over by me that's only about ten minutes away from the house. Uh, that is, you know, an awesome micro. They brew some great uh, bourbon, and you don't have to go you know far to find it anymore. So yeah, it's 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 blowing up. But how about for the ladies or the wine drinkers that uh, are out here? I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but our good friends Chip and Joanna have uh, 
that part of the vineyard on their uh, on their ranch down in Winkle? Who does? I'm sorry, I got you got cut off there for a second. I couldn't hear. Chip and Joanna Gaines. Oh, okay. I mean, they have a um, the wine scene is is growing definitely here in Texas. I don't. I mean, I'm not gonna BS anybody and say any of our listeners say, oh yeah, this is California. It's not. It's still. But there are some. There are some uh, decent wines that you can have right where I live. Uh, grapevine, which is just like 15. I was actually just there at the Bass Pro Shop. Um, they have, you know, they're proud of their wine culture there. It's nice. um, the little tall grown grapevine. So they do have, there's a place over there. If you go to Grapevine, oh, man, I forgot the name of that restaurant. But they do have a couple of restaurants which just like, you know, kind of wine and cigar or just wine and, and tapas kind of thing. Um, and they do hold a, a few Texas wines that are pretty good. They're very decent. Again, I'm not going to say, hey, this is, you know, quality of Europe or, or California. But there are some decent wines over there that... Uh, uh, that you can enjoy, and it's usually if you go if you stay in Fort Worth, it's a short drive from uh, a Grapevine. It's a short drive from uh, Fort Worth, and there's a lot of like um, restaurants or kind of like tapas style restaurant, you know, that that do um, focus more mostly on selling wine than the, the actual food. Cool. So, for those gentlemen who are going or plan on going down and bring in your significant other there is the uh date night out there for the uh wine tasting so you know sorry we're blowing your cover but you gotta add that to the list on things to do if you bring your yeah if you bring in you know you, you gotta keep the ladies happy if she ain't happy you know it is um so i know we had mentioned in dallas there's a couple more you know if families are coming down together, uh, we had just mentioned the, uh, the the Gaines Farm. What is that? The uh, the fixer or the tube for fixer upper? Ship enjoying the Gaines. They have their. I know a lot of people are crazy about going out there to wait, go to their farm. But is there other family attractions in the area uh, and things to do for um, for like little kids or you know if you're take, trying to take the whole family out and, and out yeah. There? Yeah, definitely. Grapevine um, is great for kids. Um, they have, if you're looking for a place to stay also, um, and you bring your whole family, you're going to stay at a hotel, not camping. Um, Grey Wolf Lodge is a hotel and a water inside water park um, at the same time. It's usually where even people that live, you know, 30 minutes from Texas will go for a weekend getaway and stay at that hotel. Um, it's, I, I don't have kids personally. I've talked to coworkers and friends that have kids and they love Great Wolf Lodge, you know, cause again, it's, it's, it's a huge water park inside the actual hotel. And obviously, um, the rooms are separate, you know, you're not going to end the park and obviously the water park closes at a certain time. So you, that's not going to bother your sleeping time, but it is a great one. If you have kids, it's one of the premier hotels. It's right next to Lake Grapevine as well, almost walking distance from Lake Grapevine um, to five minutes to the boat ramp from Lake Grapevine um, if, if you want to go check it out. And if you're looking for a place to stay with families, you, you can always access the water park even if you're not staying at the hotel. Uh, that's obviously going to be a separate fee. 
Um, they have, and again, assuming um, when the, uh, uh, you know, where we are at that point, they do have a couple of water parks, uh, but I'm not, what, when is the, I'm trying to think, when is the Bassmasters? It is on what time? It's going to be March. end of March. So March, I'm not sure that uh, the water parks, uh, the, the, not the, not Red Wolf Lodge, but the other water park, uh, it's not Wet and Wild, I forgot the name of it. Uh, the one in Arlington next to uh, the ballpark. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if it's going to be open with everything that's going on, but if it is, it's open, that's another. It's a huge um, water park. There's also Six Flags. Actually, Six Flags, I think, owns the other water park and owns the, you know, the Six Flags, the, the traditional Six Flag with the, um, with, you know, with everything that the, you know that they have and I, the six flags here in texas is great um they have a bunch of attractions if it's again if it's going to be open that's definitely a place where you want to hit hit up with the kids um to take them to six flags it is in arlington so it is like 20 minute drive from um from fort worth if you're staying at fort worth um i love six flags great place they got great rides um, other than that, I'm trying to think there's of other places. There's also for the nightlife, there's called a place called Texas Live. And what it is, you have Dallas uh, AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys plays. The new uh, uh, field for the Rangers um, that they play. And then Six Flag and a place called Texas Live, which is a huge venue for live music and for couples that want to go party, dancing, and listening to music. Oh, nice. Yeah, Texas Live. Cool. That's all in Arlington. Nice. Um, anything else that you would think would be worth mentioning uh, in the area to check out uh, for those coming down? Well, there's a lot of stuff here in Texas you can check out. I mean, there's a bunch of lakes uh, to go fish, if, you know, while you're waiting for your tournament. If you want to hit up another lake other than Ray Roberts, Um you know, you can check them out. That's one thing about Texas. There's lakes and reservoirs, just hundreds of them, just in the metroplex. Um, definitely, like I said, the, the other than the places that I mentioned, um, there is um, in uh, there is a uh, the uh, the zoo. The Fort Worth Zoo is a great uh, zoo. I love it. I usually try to take my uh, niece and, and kids um, to the Fort Worth Zoo. Um, that's in, again, in downtown Fort Worth, so it's close to where the venues are going to be. Um, downtown Fort Worth is really nice, a lot of walking areas, or uh, they have the fountain gardens. So Fort Worth is a nice, very nice city. It does have that mixture of modern city and old school Western um, style vibe on it. Um, the, they have a drive-through safari called, um, uh, got the name of it. Run all this down. Dinosaur Valley is what it is, where there's actual fossil footprints of dinosaurs. And they have a drive to safari there, and it's a great safari if you want to take your kids. Um, you know, all sorts of animals you can hand feed. Um, they have giraffes will come up. If you have a car with a sunroof, the giraffe will just literally stick its head through the sunroof, <laughs> you know, looking for handouts. So that's another great spot for kids. Uh, that drives to safari up in Dinosaur Valley. Other than that, if I mean, there's a lot of great mountain biking areas for those outdoorsy 
type guys that want to, and families that want to do some outdoor stuff. Mountain biking scene is pretty good here in Texas. I mean, and that's about it that comes to mind. I'm sure there's other places we can go on and on and research. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. That's going to be the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, so you guys are aware, we've been talking about it, the tentative dates for the Bassmaster Classic next year, March 19th to March 21st. So, again, that's March 19th to March 21st. It's going to be at Lake Ray Roberts, which is going to be closer to Denton, Texas. But it's uh, they're calling it Fort Worth. It's just East I-35. But, uh, but yeah, that's uh, you know, like I said, I, I can't wait to get back down to that area once these travel restrictions are lifted. I really, really do enjoy Texas. Um, I always find myself either going Texas or Florida more than anywhere else. So, um, you know, to get back down there would be great. It's just a whole different culture than what's up here. Yeah. It's more pointed to how I how I was raised. I, I love Texas with all my heart, man. Texas is if I wasn't if I wasn't committed to staying here in Chicago, I'd definitely be looking down there. <laughs> it's a great place to live, man. It's a, it's a nice place, you know. Weather uh, can be harsh in, in summer right now, but other than that, I mean, it's a great place to live. I love Texas. It's funny, even though I live in Chicago, I love the heat. I 100%. I'd rather have it hot. That I I dread our winters. I dread when winter comes by here, and it's <laughs> it's really uh it's something when yeah. it gets cold here. When it's I'm just like, yep. I usually take one. We get furloughed on the fire department, so. I take one for a little bit it's either Florida or Texas I go, so get away from the cold. <laughs> yeah, man, whenever you're coming to Texas, you got to hit me up. Oh, you know it, man. You know we'll go, we'll go tear up the town and tear <laughs> up the lake. <laughs> so it's now time for a game of True Confessions. Oh, my God. Did you, uh, did you do your homework? Yeah, of course. All right. Cool. So, for those who haven't listened, this game is pretty much a uh, BS detector game. So, <laughs> Armando here is going to tell a story, and I'm going to decipher whether that story is true or not, and vice versa. I will tell a story to Mr. Armando, and he's going to say yes or BS. Go ahead with your story. It's going to be a story about me or something happened to me or, you know, BS about something or just in general. The story could be whatever you want it to be. I just had to tell you if that story is true or not. Man. Uh, all right. Do I have to start? It's your homework. <laughs> um, okay. True story. Does it have to be a lengthy story or just? No. Okay, so um, true story. So okay, so let's see. Pretend. Let's see. Guess if this is true or not. So back in high school, I used to go to uh, public school, and um, there was a friend of mine that used to go to a. He um, used to date a girl from a very high end private school, and went to become his girlfriend. And the kids from the uh, private school did not like. That the kids from the public school are there, so 
they tried to um, intimidate us, right? Um, so we went back, this is gonna be, <laughs> we went back to that public school, got up a few friends and says, hey, this has happened to us in this high-end snobby little school. He says, really? The guy says, okay, I'll go with you. I'm like, yeah, but it's just you. And they're like 10 of them. It's like, don't worry about it. Just go. So okay, we'll go back. Go back to the school and they're like, uh, I thought we told you we wouldn't even want you guys here. Um, and like, we're with him. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Um, and everybody looked back and they're like, oh, crap. And they're like, no, 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 you're with him. That, that, that's, that, that, that's okay. Um, and I was like, I didn't know him though, but I was like, I looked at the buddy of mine. It's like, what is this guy we brought? He's like, well, he's the gold medal Pan American winner for judo. I'm like, the look looks like 30 years old. What are you talking about? He has a mustache. <laughs> he looks like Tom Selleck. Isn't this Tom Selleck from Magnum PI? And it's like, no, he's actually, you know, he's he he flunked a couple of grades, so he's actually close to 20s. But yeah, he's still in high school. I'm like, so, um, so the whole beef started um, where, well. One of you guys wanted me out of the picture, um, so that hasn't been settled. So they were like, well, he's here to make sure nobody else gets involved in this fight. Fight. So, okay, so we had that one-on-one -on -one, uh, street fight. And then the buddy of mine, so we left. After the fight was done, we left. Buddy of mine says, um, that was on Wednesday. Calls, comes pick me up at school on Friday. He says, hey, man, I kind of... I kind of upset that I get to hit anybody. I'm like, just let it go, man. He says, nah, I want to go back to that school. So are you sure? He says, yeah, let's go back to the school. So we went back to the school. This time, we get a few guys, you know, from the public school to go with us. They say, hey, you want to go beat up some rich kids from the pri private school? And they're like, eh, I don't know. I'm still on probation. Well, think about it. So we got to, like, we got like five of them. So it's like, yeah, all five of us. I'm not on probation. I'll go. So we got five of us. Like, oh yeah, let's you know, let's do this old, uh, uh, what do you call that movie? Uh, that old musical movie. What was it called? The I forgot. The musical the name movie. Of yeah, uh, West Side Story. By Grace. Oh, West Side Story. Okay, so yeah, we yeah. Do, Let's do all this West Side Story. So, so we go over there. When we got there, we actually find out the kids were on probation. Mind you, these are 18-year-old kids over on probation from a public school and from like the hard, you know, hardcore 
kids. They're like, uh, yeah, we changed our mind. We're going to risk it. We're going to risk our probation. We want to be there with you. Oh, you know, we want to tangle with these kids. I'm like, well, now there's 25 of us and there are only 10 of us, 10 of them. So we go and um, they, it was about the time where they, you know, parents start to pick up their school. So they open up the school for traffic to flow. So now the school is wide open. We go over there and the rich kids are like, oh, crap. <laughs> so we end up surrounding a few of them. And it turned out into this whole mayhem where traffic was stopped. Um, you can see the cop cars from, you know, the lights, but they couldn't get through because it was a two-lane street. Uh, they're starting to close up the school before everybody could get it, before they spilled over into the school. So the rich kids from that public, from that private school, now can't get into the school. And there were like five of them, and they're up against like 25 kids that, you know, have criminal records, just <laughs> getting the crap beat out of them and um, and getting their crap stolen. So I couldn't, like, I was, like, I wasn't, like, comfortable with that, even though I was with the, the kids that were beating up. I was like, man, I just wanted, I just wanted to that beat up that kid that wanted to throw me out of that place. I didn't want all this to happen. Like, this is not my idea. So my friend tells me, um, okay, when we get in the car, somebody, finally the cops get through. It says, cops, cops, everybody yells and everybody runs to the cars and just hop through when they get on the car. And my friend tells me, they ask you, you have to tell everyone that you hit somebody or you beat up somebody. He says, why? Because now they're going to beat up on you. Like everybody has their, hand, their hands dirty on this. So these are very savvy kids. So we go back to the public school and... Um, um, Everybody, as soon as they get there, I thought, okay, we're all going to congregate and see, talk about what happened. No, everybody just went on their ways, pretended like nobody, nothing happened. So I was like, uh, okay, this is kind of weird. Are we going to talk about this? So about, you know, 30 or 40 minutes later, you see them start coming in and coming in, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, okay, now we need to talk about what happened. Who hit who? And one guy's just like, you didn't hit anybody. And my friend's like, yeah, he hit so-and-so. I was like, man, everybody hit that blonde kid. Like, everybody said, yeah, yeah, man. We all hit that. <laughs> so, and that was the end of it. That's the end of my story. I don't know if it's a good story or not, but. <laughs> well, my friend, it sounds like a story that came out of my high school because I also went to public school and we didn't get to private school. But I am going to call BS on it. There's one thing that gave it away. The story, the story itself <laughs> is legit, but Magnum PI, dude. Magnum PI, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure that Magnum PI was a true character in this thing. That actually is the only thing that's not true about that story. I didn't go to public school. I ah. actually went to another private school, which is a big rival in sports from my school. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I have friends from Puerto Rico that know this. I used to go to a school called Bonneville, um, and it was just you know, it was a private school, but it wasn't a high end school, and the kids that we had that fight were actually from a school called Coupeville. And that was more like rich, not rich, rich kids, more like my kids that have more money and it's a little bit more sure. expensive school. The kids from the public school that um, I went, that that caused all this riot, it was a school called um, Rio Piedras Heights. And it's a public school. My best friend is actually my boss now. Um, <clears throat> went to that school now he's 
a, a white kid, blue eyes, out of Puerto Rico, which he stands out. Um, but he he was like this rebel kid, like uh, you know, like high times at Richmond High kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He always wanted to, yeah, Rusboli. Yeah, he always wanted yeah. to be with the kids that got in trouble. Like he always wanted, even though he was a white, blonde, blue-eyed, rich kid, because his parents got money. He just wanted to be at a public school. He wanted to be with the, you know, with the blue collar guys. So he was like, even the parents, even though their parents could afford a fancy school, he's like, no, I want to go to that school. And yeah. he was the one who's always kind of like looking for a fight. He had that edge of him. He always, he's a great guy. My best friend, he's like my brother. But at that point of his life, I don't know, he always wanted to look for a fight. He always, <laughs> he's always looking to pick up fights and he loved to pick up fights with people that like like that are uh, financially blessed or you know or uh or wow. have more money which yeah. is funny because that's like that's how you are i mean you <laughs> why don't you impress the fact you're white you're blue-eyed and your parents have tons of money but he never did he never did he like he 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 just wanted to hang out so that all that story is true the guy that we're talking about i forgot his name it's funny because when the first when the first uh, fight was going to broke out, there were like 10 of them. They really wanted to beat the crap out of us. And their plan was to get us into a, a neighborhood, a locked, a gated neighborhood. And the plan was me. I was supposed to fight this guy who didn't like me. And that was it. But I was like, I told my friend, if we go over there, it's a gated neighborhood. They live on that gated neighborhood. They're going to kick the crap out of us. It's like, don't worry about it. I'm going to get this guy. So it was just one guy. And I kept telling him on the... All right, so this is only one guy. Granted, he's big, but he's only one guy. So don't worry about it. Um, so when we got to the spot and everybody saw the guy, everybody just like pooped their pants. They're like, no, 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 it's just them. It's like nobody else is going to give all that. No, we promise. We, don't, we promise. What's the name of that guy? I forgot. Uh, that's the only time I see him. And granted, he had like this thick mustache. He's like, this guy cannot be 18 years old. Um, and my friend was like, no, he really is. So I'm like, when I asked him, like, why is everybody afraid of this guy? Because he's the jiu-jitsu or judo champion for the Pan Americans, game gold medal. So everybody knows the kid is a legend in this neighborhood. I'm like, I have That's never it. heard of kids. So <laughs> he was a playground legend. Nobody messed with that kid. I mean, he looked like an, honestly, he looked like a 30-year-old adult, if you ask me. <laughs> but it is a true story. It is a true story. Cool. He got into a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I don't know if mine's gonna add up to yours, I'm but sure it actually, it actually has. Uh, <laughs> for the for those who are listening, this uh, this might be an after hour story, so you know if you have little ones in the car, you might want to. Oh boy, might want to scroll through this over a little bit, but if not, it's all in good fun. So, all right, Texas, right? There's one thing we forgot to mention about Texas, and that is Bucky's. Oh yeah, Bucky's man, I love Bucky's. Bucky's is sweet. So, so when I went to Bucky's, I bought like everything I possibly could from there that had that that had that beaver on it. Yeah, and. Including a sticker that I put on my kayak. It says I break for beavers. And it has it has buck it has the buggy with the heart in it. And um I'm paddling 
I am paddling on the Chicago River. Chicago River has a river walk area where, you know, it comes down to the river. There's restaurants. Kind of like how San Antonio set up, except wider instead of narrow, instead of being narrow. Well, as I'm paddling, I'm closer to the south side of the shore. This woman goes, hey, I break for beavers, too. Hmm. And flashes her beaver to me. I'm just like, okay, well, have a nice day. And I kept paddling on my way. Where was this? This happened in Chicago. Oh, in Chicago. Okay. Yep. On our on the Chicago River, the River Walk. Um, what day? This was June-ish, about uh, mid-June. Uh, what what time of the day? This was afternoon, about two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh. Was it was it a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? What day was it? It was it was actually during the week. I think it, I think it actually was like a Tuesday. You know what? You're being so specific. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say that's a true story. It is absolutely 100% true. I I was in shock because there was people <laughs> around and she had she had it, it was like a pink um like a pink flower like skirt and it you know like it was it, it wasn't like a short skirt or anything it went down to her knees and she lifted the whole thing up and she wasn't wearing underwear and she's like I break for beavers too and lifts it up. I, and I was dying. I I could not keep a straight face to save my life because the river goes for about a mile all the way to Locks to Lake Michigan. And the entire time I was just laughing, thinking, how that actually did happen? What the hell? <laughs> there are people around. Man, this she's she has to be absolutely nuts for doing that. <laughs> so I guess I break for beaver and she breaks for beaver too. According to the bumper sticker. Oh, there you go. You got your definitely your money for us out of that sticker. For oh man, I love Bucky's. Bucky's is great. Uh, anyone who doesn't know about Bucky's, just anywhere along I thirty five or any interstates through Texas, just stop. It is like it is a gas station on steroids. Yeah, That's it definitely is. And the ironic thing about it is, it's you think it's a truck stop, but it's actually they don't allow trucks in there. Nope. It's just they just cars. I'm like, I mean, truckers got to be upset at that because it's a sweet joint, but it's like no trucks, not even allowed to drive in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I, say, when I say trucks, I mean eighteen wheelers. You know. Yep. Armando, man, thank you so much for being on the thank show, you, man. I hope I hope you guys as much out of it as I did because that was that was awesome. I appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, I got a couple of details over there. Probably should have gotten written down um, and prepared better for the show. I know it was kind of last minute, but yeah, I hope people get a little bit out of it. That uh, you know, a lot out of it to uh, to get informed into what to expect. They come to forward to go some fishing, kayak fishing. Yep. Anybody who want to give a shout out to? Um, Douglas Rods, I'm repping Douglas Rod as you see right here. Um, great company. Um, I love them. Um, they're my 
my function with them is I'm the regional rep here in Texas. We're trying to get Douglas Rots um, all across the United States and Texas is one place. We still haven't had an authorized dealer, but that's going to be fixed soon. So look out for that announcement on my podcast, on my Instagram account. Um, if you're not familiar with Douglas Rods, they've been an award-winning um, fly fishing rod for a few years. And they finally, uh, about six years ago, trans, um, decided to go into the more conventional spin and bait casting rods. It is great rods. I mean, they see themselves as, you know, their competition is high-end G. Loomis, high-end St. Croix. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not your typical just you know, weekend rod. This is high quality. Um, th- it's super lightweight. The strength of, uh, strength to weight ratio is amazing on these rods. I'm not saying because, oh, that's what they say. I've tried them. I've had them. Um, and it is an amazing rod. I love them. Go check them out, Douglas. Um, I, they do have they do back up my podcast, and I appreciate them for it. I believe in that product. I think it's a great product. If I wouldn't believe in it. I wouldn't be mentioning it. I wouldn't be prepping because I'm not really making any money out of it um, as far as sponsorship goes. It's just a great rod. To, to, to back up what you're saying, for those who've seen my latest Instagram post of that Northern Pike on that Squirtle, that was on the Douglas rod. That was the crank their crankbait uh, series rod uh, that I was using. And it, you know, I, I come from the St. Croix world, using St. Croix for most of my rods. Um, that rod, you know, it does give it, does give its competition to it. I like using it. I like throwing my, uh, I'll throw squirrels, deep divers on it. And it doesn't take away, at, even running a 20 foot lure doesn't take away the action from it. So they, what Armando's saying is, is true. Definitely. Other than that, you can follow me in Bass Kayak and Beers, my podcast on Wednesdays um, at midnight, and also uh, on Instagram, Bass Kayak and Beers, Facebook, Bass Kayak and Beers as well. Cool, man. Well, guys, there you have it. That's this episode of Off the Water. This episode is airing on Saturday, August 15th, which is also... Same day as the final bracket series matchup. This is for the angler of the pod. It's going to be Mr. Sam Jones versus Mr. Dustin Nichols going head to head August 16th. I stand corrected. Yeah. (laughs) When this airs, listen, tune in. You have two great sticks going against each other to be crowned the angler of the pod. And then your brackets will be complete and our prizes are going to be distributed. So tune in, listen up. It's going to be a great, great, great matchup. Uh, other than that, guys, give a follow. You know, if you haven't followed already uh, from some of our show sponsors, check out Rocktown Adventures here in central Illinois, uh, Loveland Canoe and Kayaks, uh, Jigmaster Jigs, Catch Boards. Uh, the list goes on and on. Go to our page. You'll see all everyone who's backing us up. And also, too, I, I haven't been mentioning it, but I know a lot of people have been asking you uh, if I have an Instagram account. Yes, follow my Instagram. It is going to be at 4 Fishing. 4 Fishing. Why 4 Fishing? Well, I'm from Chicago. We have a flag that has four stars in it. 
It represents Chicago and the tribulations it's taken to make the city it is today. So, uh, born racer from Chicago, check it out. Uh, you'll find all the information that everyone is looking for. And until next time, guys, I'll see you off the water. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catchboard. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app.